Welcome to this week's Point Community Church Sunday Sermon. If you'd like to learn more about the Point Community Church, please visit our website at tpcc.org.au. Alrighty, church. Did you know that at 7.30 this morning that our setup crew was in here in this room getting ready for church today? Yes, woo. Um, I knew this, not because I saw them, although I did see them. I know this because as I look out at all of you here today, I can actually see you've all come in and you've found a place to sit, which is really good. Uh, And then did you know that our music team was up here early this morning as well? They were practicing away getting the songs ready so that we could come into church together today and we could sing together. And then did you know that our Welcome and Connect squad over there were here very early in the morning, making sure that we had gates open, signs out, we knew all where to come, we knew we had a place to park so that we could all come together here today to gather and to worship God? And then did you know that as the sun sets here on another Sunday this evening, that this hall will all get packed up and emptied until next Sunday when we start all over do it all again. We here at the Point Community Church do seem like we are quite the colony of busy little bees to get all these things done. We have some people up the front like our musos, they're the ones that will get seen. And then we have some members like our setup squad who are the members that are less seen. But nevertheless, regardless of the seen or the unseen, the music gets played every week, we know where to go and how to find our way inside, and once we've got here, we've all got somewhere to sit. And so it would appear that after 2,000 years of gathering together on Sundays as Christians, we've got a few things worked out on how to get things done to make sure that we can have the best experience of gathering together as God's people. For the Corinthians, however, not so much. Because you see, if you've opened the letter of 1 Corinthians before and you've given it a read, you'll know that Paul actually strikes a particular tone with the Corinthians. And you'll know that that tone is not a happy tone. Because among other things, the Corinthian church was a divided church. And so as we jump into chapter 12 today, we are going to pick up on this thread of division that was happening in the church, and this thread has already seen rebuke them on such things as adultery, sexual immorality, lawsuits with other believers, principles for marriage, food offered to idols, idolatry, the cultural requirements for head coverings, and the Lord's Supper. And that's all before chapter 12. And then after chapter 12, Paul is by no means done with his rebuke, and it is going to flow on long after where we wrap up today. However, while we are here in chapter 12, and as we keep exploring God's church, and we keep discovering how we can come to enjoy God's masterpiece, this is the way that we're going to look at things. First up, we're going to think about spiritual gifts and the common good and what they mean for the common good. Uh, Then we're going to move next on to the image of the body and the biblical image of the body because it's kind of a big deal. And then finally, we're going to look at how we can be busy bees at TPCC. I would have said the Point Community Church, but it doesn't rhyme, so I'm not going to say that. It's busy bees at TPCC. 
Uh, so first things first, though, uh, with everything in its order, just like the bees and just how I also like things, we're going to look at spiritual gifts and the common good. So as you've got your Bibles open there in front of you at chapter 12, and as we begin reading today, the one big thing that is going to catch your attention in this passage are spiritual gifts. Uh, It's hard to miss because we've had the editors come in and they've even put it in there. It says spiritual gifts right above chapter 12. You can't get past it. However, spiritual gifts, when we look at chapter 12 as a whole, are actually the least of Paul's worries here. In fact, verses 1 to 11, that first little intro, are only really leading to Paul's far more important concerns for the Corinthians. But before we get there and we we get to those important concerns, it would be silly to skip right over the first few verses. So let's still have a read and let's see what is to be seen there. So please grab open your Bibles and let's read together verses 4 to 7. They say, Now... There are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are a variety of services, but the same Lord. And there are a variety of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. And then what comes next after verse 7 are the list of gifts that concerns the Corinthians' common good. Wisdom, knowledge, prophecy, tongues, healing, miracles, they're cool gifts. But the thing is, while we read about healing and tongues and all the rest that can seem a little bit exciting, the real thing that we actually need to grab our attention doesn't actually come from that list of gifts. It comes from verse 7. And it's those two little words, common good. And what we'll find when we look at these gifts is that what the Corinthians needed for their common good is not necessarily the same thing as what the Point Community Church needs for our common good. So let me be the first to tell you here today that regarding things like healing, we've got doctors, we've got modern medicine, so that's pretty cool. And then regarding things like tongues, we've got Google Translate. So it's actually quite easy to go and see those things. Which means that when we get to those verses, it can actually be quite unhelpful to get hung up on what is realistically a non-extensive and incomplete list of gifts that was only really meant for addressing the Corinthians. What the Corinthians needed for their common good, for us, in many respects, is far closer to our common practice. Because if we could turn the tables for just a minute and actually show the Corinthians what our common practice was here every Sunday and what gifts we need for our common good, I don't actually think they would believe their eyes. When you think about it, how is it that sound gets amplified through these weird black boxes that hang off the walls? And then behind me, there's a light up on the screen and before people were moving around on it. And then have you seen how the hospitality team every week boils water without fire? I literally think we would blow the Corinthian minds with what our common good is here today. But really, all we have are amazing people on some amazing teams practicing some amazing gifts for the common good. And so the point here is, 
Do not miss the needs of what's actually going on here in 2023 because you've got too caught up in 50 AD. Because as a reminder of what Paul has already said in those first few verses, while there is a need for a variety of gifts, these gifts are synonymous with a person's commitment to services and their contribution to activities, all being united around the same God who empowers them all in everyone. And he'll then go on to reiterate this in verse 11. If you've got your Bibles, keep it open, let's have a read. Verse 11 says, All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit, who apportions to each one individually as he wills. But we won't stop reading there, because there's that little conjunction that kicks off verse 12, that little word for. And once Paul gets into verse 12, that's where his main concerns start unfolding. So let's read verses 12 and 13. They say, For just as the body is one, and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and were all made to drink of one spirit." So it does not matter if you are Jew or Greek, slave or free, from Port Macquarie or Warhope, from King Creek or Kempsey. We are all brought into the one body through the one spirit. And more than any particular spiritual gift that can get listed here, that is something to get caught up and to get excited by. Because as scripture will show us, the body of Christ is kind of a big deal. Which brings us to our second point today. The body of Christ. It's kind of a big deal. Because you see, if you were to find yourself in Ephesians 4, for instance, you'll get a different list of gifts. But Paul references the same body. And if you were to find yourself in Romans 12, you'll get a different list of gifts again. But the same reference to the same body. And then if you find yourself in the book of Colossians, Paul makes an entirely different point to an entirely different audience, and yet he comes back around to the same reference to the same body. And so it's no surprise here, in 1 Corinthians 12, that after this list of gifts, Paul continues at length to show the divided church at Corinth not only the important fundamental workings of the Spirit but the absolute necessity of the body. And now I myself, before I took on the youth pastor role here at the point, had an extensive career in hospitality as a chef, and I've been a part of the most incredible teams that function with many members, just like what Paul is getting at here that when he brings out the image of the body. I've been among teams of head chefs, sous chefs, executive chefs, commie chefs, demi chefs, apprentice chefs, 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 and more chefs, and still with even all of these chefs committed to the one common good of creating the perfect dish, those teams in the kitchen are not reliant on just chefs. Every kitchen also fundamentally needs a kitchen hand, whose culinary skills generally don't amount to much more than peeling a potato. But nevertheless, you see, 
without the diversity of the team, without having more members in the kitchen than just chefs, all of the cooking skills in the world would count for nothing if there wasn't a clean pot or a clean spoon to cook with, and that would say nothing of what would be possible if there wasn't a clean plate or clean cutlery for you as the customer to eat with. And so what Paul goes on to say to all the master chefs out there, and then to the Corinthians as well, is that the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor the head to the feet, I have no need of you. The lofty cannot say to the lowly, I have no need of you. And definitely the lowly cannot say to the lofty, you are in no need of me. Because no one member of the body is capable, in God's eyes, of being the definition of the whole body. And Paul tells us this in verses 18 to 20. They read, But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts and yet one body. And yet that idea of one body that God shows us is still something that we actually struggle with here today. As humans, we have this tendency to treat our bodies in a way that some parts do get the defining role for the rest of the body. We think this part will receive this, this part will receive that, and if I cover this part here or spray that part there, then no more honourable part or presentable part will be devalued or defined differently by a less honourable or less presentable part. It's why we shower, yeah? I hope you all shower. I hope you all get in the shower and you scrub your armpits. They're a weird part of the body. And yet they're just there. For some people, they're hairy and it's peculiar. They're not flushy. They're not very nice. They're one of the least presentable parts of our body. And yet still, we treat them with special care. We hide them and we disguise them behind fragrance and hygiene so that no more honourable part of the body will be dishonoured by their smell. But this is not the way that God views the body, especially not the church, God's great masterpiece, which is Christ's body. And so if you're here today and you're thinking, hey, actually, I might be the armpit of Christ's body, take heart, for in God's eyes, there is no single member that can define another. And Paul fleshes this out as he goes on in verses 24 to 26 starts halfway through 24. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honour to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honoured, all rejoice together. Now, that is not to say that anyone should go home today and stop showering. Please continue to do so. We're still in a broken world. But we do know what Paul says here is true because when we stub our toe, the rest of our body knows. Our whole selves will bend towards it and I can almost guarantee you that your mouth will be open because of it. 
And when we feed our stomachs with good food and good coffee, most certainly our muscles and our brain and our hearts, oh boy, do they know. And so then in just the same way, with God's image of the body, with Christ as our saviour and Christ as our head, let's rejoice both in the diversity that we have, but also in our unity as we use all of our gifts together for the common good. Because I know by myself, I am not capable of achieving everything that Christ as the head has set out for the church as God's masterpiece to achieve. And the staff team on their own are not capable of achieving everything that Christ as the head has set out for the church as God's masterpiece to achieve. And you on your own are not capable by yourself of achieving everything that Christ as the head has set out for the church as God's masterpiece to achieve. So let's all together, for the common good, be busy bees for TPCC which is our third point for today. And now, while there might not be 30,000 of us here yet in this room, but the Mission Campus is coming, we'll get there, um, we are a colony of the Point Community Church, and there are things that need to be done week to week for us to function here, and we need a variety of gifts. Maybe for you, you're already a part of something like the prayer team and the welcoming team, and that's awesome. But maybe you'd like to be involved in something. Maybe you would like to help make the sound loud by the big, weird black boxes that hang off the walls. There you go. They're getting weird. Uh, Then maybe, for you, that means joining the music or the tech team up the back. Or maybe you might really like the fact that every Sunday when you get here, that you can actually sit on a chair. Uh, For you, that means that you need to speak to Matt Edwards or Phil because the setup team is lacking in Busy Bees for TPCC and they would love you to come and help set up. But then, of course, there is the kids' ministry like Blast that you saw so many of our youth serve in on the video. But if you would like to serve the youth specifically, then join the Pointy J team. I will always take you as well. Or maybe for you, you also just want to boil water without fire every week. And for you, that would mean joining the hospitality team. Literally, the diversity of the body here at the Point Community Church. We have so many things that happen every week. And so as we think about how we can be like those busy bees, each doing their part, each having their job, each with their purpose, we know that they, in nature, live their life in service to a queen. But we know, as Christ's body, that we live in service to the King. And so while there will always be some gifts that we will need for the universal common good, what is it today that you can contribute to the Point Community Church's common good? Because it doesn't really matter what part you play. Because it's all of us, together, supporting each other, encouraging one another, gathering together with one another, lending our gifts to one another, serving one another as a united but diversified body through the empowerment of the Spirit for the common good. 
so that until Christ comes, us as the church can be hard at work as God's witnesses to the world, achieving the will of the King. Let me pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you so much that you have made it so clear to us that it does not matter how we come before you, uh, but you value us all and any gifts that we can bring to serve your church. Uh, So we pray as we go out of here today and we go into our weeks that we're putting our gifts hard at work for you so that we as your church uh, will be witnesses to the end of days until your son comes again. Amen. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for our latest sermon, Or better yet, join us live at 9.30 or 5 p.m. Sunday. You can find all the details on our website at tpcc.org.au.